0: welcome to the what's really up podcast an unfiltered podcast where we're keeping it real about the challenges of life i'm your host brianna hobson now let's get to it let's shake some shit up now hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the what's really up podcast it's your girl brianna hobson Woo! And I'm really excited today because this is my very first episode where I am doing both audio and video So bear with me. Um, A lot of you all have been asking. I've been trying to figure it out. I'm like fuck it I'm gonna just give it a try. So here's my try But I'm just so grateful again for all of you that keep tuning in sending me your feedback sending me your love Um, It really just means a lot to me and I'm back again with another vulnerable episode about being your authentic self. And I think that this is a topic that has really been coming up the past couple of weeks for me. And it's almost been like a a hard calling on my heart to really kind of just bring this up and talk about it. Um, If you've been listening to my previous episodes, you know that I've kind of just disappeared. I've gone in this space of isolation. And I really kinda wanna talk about my experience there with you all, talk about a little bit why and how I got to this point. Uh, And so to start it off, you know I like to start with a quote, so I have my handy dandy little book of quotes. And for today's quote, it is, authentic you is the desired you. We only have one you and the world needs it. And again, that's authentic you is the desired you. We only have one you and the world needs it. And I think this quote sticks out to me because it's something that we know and we claim that we get and we claim that, yeah, 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 I get it. All right. All right. You know, authentic me. But when we really kind of sit with it, at least for myself, when I really sit with it and I really kind of just take a moment, I really start to recognize how much more impactful this quote is to me. And so I'll start off with a story that kind of kind of Unraveled all this and it's slowly been unraveling. I'd say for like a couple of of months at least and you know in my previous episodes You may have heard me talk about you know uh, Doing the Instagram subscriptions and it's just not you know being for me and also talking about Almost feeling like I had to post for what my followers wanted to see versus what I wanted to post and so I'll tell you this story and I was actually you know going out with a friend and this friend is somebody that, you know, he's a guy and I've been friends with him for a couple of years. And this is not the first time that we've hung out. We've probably hung out maybe, I mean, I don't know the exact count, but we've been hanging out, you know, going out and, you know, doing stuff for a little bit. And then I know you guys have also heard me talk about how I have kind of like, you know, the club is really not for me and how I was kind of in a way using it to deflect and distract from the reality and almost you know, I go and I have fun, almost like a honey phase. Like, I go and I have fun, and then the next morning, I'm just like, ugh. Like, I just feel like this is not for me. The people that I'm around when I'm there is just really not the best vibe. I just feel like it's not my space again. So, whatever, whatever. Like, and I always say that God whispers before he yells, and I feel like this is definitely a time where he was whispering to me, and he kind of had to turn the mic on and get to screaming a little bit. Because I was already in the feeling where I was like, you know, I don't want to go out. I really, you know, just don't want to be involved with that anymore. I'm kind of good. I'm off of it. But at the same time, I was in this space where I'm like, I'm not really hanging out with a bunch of people. I'm feeling kind of lonely. I don't have a man. I don't have anybody I'm really talking to. And so for me, it was like, you know... I was like, let me just go out, because at least that's some type of social interaction. I'm somebody that's very social, and I almost feel like when I don't have this social reaction, I start to become low and start to become depressed. And so I was in this mood, and I was like, let me just go out. I'm tired of being in the house like an old lady. Like, you know, I want to have fun. And because I would say I'm very mature for my age, I'm 25, but nobody ever (laughs) believes that I'm 25, And so sometimes I find it a little bit hard to find a crowd because I feel like I'm more mature than those that are around my age. But at the same time, I'm too mature. Like I'm not mature enough for people that, you know, have kids and husbands and they're living their life. And I'm kind of like in this middle phase, like I don't have kids. I have a dog. But (laughs) and so that kind of explains like this little phase. But Back to the story. My bad. I got ADHD. I can go back and forth all day, all day. But so I was going out with this guy and he tells me he's like, you know, meet me here or whatever. And so we go out and when I'm at the club, you know, it, everything is kind of like, all right, it's fine. I was kind of outside the booth. I was a little bit annoyed about that because I'm a booth gal. I like to, you know, have a bottle, have me a seat, but whatever. That's besides the point. Anyway, things start taking a left turn when all of a sudden he looks at me and he goes, um, because his cousin was, has just moved into town, and so we were celebrating his cousin moving into town. And so all of a sudden he looks at me in my face and he goes, Brie, are you going to fuck my cousin? And I was like, what? Like at no point have I gave any of this inkling. At no point had I even put off like oh i'm interested in your cousin like this was just completely out of nowhere and so i was very much like you know you have me fucked up like this is crazy this is absurd honestly and then it proceeded to be an argument and so during this argument he's like telling people you know i'm gonna send people on you and this and that and i'm just like whatever i don't even give a fuck. like send your people i don't even care but anyway so i leave and i get in my car and when i got in my car I broke down and I cried. And the reason that I cried is because I felt like somebody that I had thought was my friend, somebody that I thought was, you know, that we were kicking it, we were cool, we were having a good time, it felt like I was almost minimized to just being a vagina. Like that was like my ultimate place, that was my purpose of being there. And it was hurtful because for somebody that, you know, I'm a kiki, like when I go out, I'm a good time. I love to have fun. Um, I'm always just, you know, trying to laugh and have a good time. And so again, for this person that I've had this relationship with for at least like three to four years, I found it to be almost like a slap in the face because, you know, he claims he was drunk and he was sorry. And I actually have just not talked to either of them since then. I just disconnected because I think that when, you know, somebody is drunk, they're really actually showing the real them as well. And I think that it was just very hard for me because I felt like whenever it comes to a situation where it comes to being friends with a guy or even just, you know, dating a new guy, I sometimes feel like sex, 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 that's the main objective, sex, 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 that's all they're looking for, that's all what it really comes down to. And so I broke down because I looked at myself in my car and I was like, you're so much more than just a vagina you are so much more than just a pretty face but then i just you know and i just remember kind of just crying going home and whatever just sulking about it and so the next day when i got up i had to sit with myself and i had to say some pretty you know ruthless things in a way to really come to a realization because i was looking at my instagram and then a lot of times with instagram I've even talked about um, previously how people, you know, will DM me and be like, "Do you dance?" or uh, you know, "Are you a stripper?" and it's just to me like, you know, I have a banging bod. I love my body. You know, I'm not I'm not at all, you know, disclaiming that. But for me, for to having a big butt equaling stripper or dancer, it just made me sad because it's like I'm very intelligent. You know, I I do marketing and technology. I you know, went to college. Like I, I'm very intelligent. I'm I'm smart. You know, I'm funny. I, you know, I paint. I'm creative. And it's like I have all of these other aspects that don't have anything to do with my looks and don't have anything to do with, you know, my butt. But it always seems like I'm minimized to just that. And so when I looked at my Instagram, I had to take a moment to be real with myself too because. You know, I looked at my Instagram and all my pictures, I'm turned around, you know, showing my best angle of my butt, showing my skinny waist, showing my butt. And I had to look at and really think for a moment about what role that I was playing in how I was being showcased to the world. And honestly, I had to apologize to myself for a second because it really became to the realization to me that I had, in a way, played a role in minimizing myself to the world, to just my looks, to just my body. And so when I really sat with that, I also had to start sitting with, well, who is my authentic self? And because I think, you know, I've been influencing on Instagram for probably like five years now, uh, probably a little bit longer, honestly, I think it's been like six years maybe. But I think that as I started influencing, I almost in a way got trapped into this aura of paying attention to which pictures people like the most. If I wanted to pick my next hairstyle, I'd be like, you know... Okay, which one got the most likes? Which one do people like the most? Or if, you know, I wanted to post just a selfie and I noticed that it only got, you know, like 200 likes, I'd like, damn, so then I have to go post like a full body pic. And I got so warped into this feeling of catering to others and catering to what they were looking for versus what I myself wanted to give. I think that in a way it started to blur my image of who I was. As authentic Brie and I say this to really come to the realization because I don't know if anybody else may be in that space and especially with social media it's so super hard it is literally so hard to kind of see everybody going one direction and then choose to almost go the next direction but I think that me having this realization it almost put me in a spot where I was like let me get to know myself again And when I even start there, I mean, one of the biggest things that I can even talk about during this journey is my eyes. And I have been wearing colored green contacts since I was in high school. So that's probably now, I don't even know, I'm not even going to count, but it's been some years. It's been more than five years for sure. And I've been wearing green contacts, and it started by you know me modeling, doing a photo shoot, and I wanted to do some um, headshots, and I wore the contacts, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love how these look, and I started wearing the contacts. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think that there's anything wrong with wearing contacts. Where I felt that I went wrong, is I felt like because I started embracing wearing these green contacts. More and more and more it 's almost like they became a part of my identity and if i didn 't have my green contacts, I felt like i wasn 't pretty if i didn 't have my contacts and i didn 't want to go anywhere. If I dropped my contacts and I had to wear my glasses i 'm pissed and I think that it started to really become a problem because it 's almost like i didn 't see my natural and authentic self as beautiful without the green contacts. They became a part of who I thought I was. And because I have been wearing them so long, it's almost, I looked at all of my selfies and I was looking for a picture of me with my natural eyes and I couldn't find one. And that made me a little bit sad, it honestly did. It made me a little bit sad because it showed me in a little bit of a spotlight where I felt like I was losing myself, to be honest. And so I went through this phase last week where I was like, you know what, I'm going on 1-800-CONTACTS, I'm getting just natural, clear contacts because I literally can't see, so I do need contacts. Um, And I started to wear my real eyes, and the first and second day, it was hard. And I had to look myself in the mirror and say, you know, you are beautiful as your authentic self you are beautiful in your natural state. You're beautiful without makeup. You're beautiful with makeup. You're beautiful when you just wake up. And I had to have those affirmations to myself because I almost feel like in a way my Instagram and, you know, my contacts and my hair always being done, it was a way of me channeling an alter ego, almost like Beyonce's Sasha Fierce, where I felt like my Brie Nicole and my Instagram was this alter ego where, you know, I'm a boss. I'm doing it. I'm blocked from any levels of vulnerability. But then Brie, authentic me, is the vulnerable one. It's the insecure one. It's the self-conscious one sometimes. It's that to me. And so I think I was holding on so tightly to wanting to be this ideal version of myself that in a way I was blocking out the beauty of my imperfections, the beauty of me you know going through phases where I feel insecure, the beauty of me sitting in a spot where I don't feel my best self. Because throughout those hard times, I don't have any growth. And so if I don't have those times and I'm not growing, then I'm remaining stagnant. And so to me, this entire past two weeks has really been about getting to know me at the core again. And so, like, I'm literally, like, even freaking out because it's crazy to me. I'm freaking out that I'm even doing this podcast. And it's been a week now where I've been wearing just my natural eyes, my clear contacts. And I am feeling confident and I'm feeling beautiful and I'm feeling happy where I'm at. Because so many times that wasn't the case. So many times, you know, if I didn't have my contacts, you know, I'd need to, I'm I'm mad. I don't want to go out. I don't want to go everywhere. Because I started to... Identify the contacts as a segment of me. And just like the same thing with weave, I think that when I started wearing weave and I started wearing lace fronds, it became hard for me to love my real hair. And I don't, You know, I've never been an ugly person. I mean, I've never considered myself to be ugly. And so for me to be so hard on myself and to look at myself and say, you're not beautiful without your your 30-inch weave. You're not beautiful without your green contacts. You're not beautiful without your face full of makeup. I think it was hurtful to me because... Whenever I look at myself, I always try to you know see am I being the woman that I would want my daughter to be? Am I being a, a woman that I would be proud of if I was my own mother and so I, I look at you know I think into the future when I do have a daughter and how I hurt I would be if she was telling me you know i 'm ugly with my natural eyes or you know I want to wear color contacts because I would look at her and i 'm like, but you 're so beautiful and then I thought about how my mom must have felt, but then not only that, I thought about. How I had to parent myself again because somewhere inside of me, there's an insecurity that began to build itself up and up and up and up and up, which almost made me feel like I had to fit into this one beauty standard, straight hair, contacts, face be all the time, or either that or nothing. I had to fit into that or people, they didn't like my picture, they didn't like me, they didn't want to have anything to do with me. That's it. But then when I realized that when I was putting so much emphasis on how I look and how I pose and how I dress and what makeup I have on, and when that was my emphasis, I was losing so much of myself, which was beautiful. I was losing so much of myself that meant the world to me. And so when I bring this all back around to me, when I really sat in the car and I was crying that night, I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful because... I'm glad it, it allowed me to realize what role I was playing in my own problems. And I think that sometimes it's so easy to blame and it's so easy to be like social media and this and that and the beauty standards. And I think it's so easy to put the blame on something else. But when you have to deal with kind of the ugliness in your face and really say, what role am I paying in all of this? That is when things start to become a lot more clear. And even though you don't want to face it, you really began to see some of the things that you need to work on and so that's what was going on for me so there was that was one layer of it the other layer is that currently i'm in a transition phase where i've transitioned from working in marketing and technology in my previous job and the reason for that is because i just got in a space where i was so burnt out so tired and i started feeling miserable i started feeling like i was almost going through a routine where i was going to work sleep eat Repeat, work, sleep, shit, eat, repeat. And I was just doing the same thing over and over and over. And I felt like as somebody that's, you know, very passionate about uh, innovation and technology and creating change and inspiring people and my personalities through the roof, I got, I felt in a way like I wasn't using all the aspects to me that I felt like they were my biggest strengths. And so now, you know, I'm in a space where I don't have a job and thank God for my mom who's just been awesome throughout this entire process. I can't thank her enough because I am very blessed and I'm very grateful because I know that not a lot of people sit in this space where I'm able to be at, where I'm able to kind of just take a moment to think and not have to work and worry about where I'm going to live. And so that to me is very impactful for me because I've really been in a space, again, where I'm getting to know me at the core. And so I've literally been going through exercises and writing down, you know, what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, and I still don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't. Um, naturally, I've been in this space for like three weeks. And I don't have a job. I'm looking at jobs. and I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know where to begin. And I even think it's funny because I remember myself like even like literally like three days ago, I was on Google and I was Googling, what the fuck do I do with my life? <laughs> like expecting Google to have this, you know, three-paragraph answer about what my next step should be, or I'm doing card readings, or I'm looking for all of these answers, and I think that sometimes it's so hard for me to not know what the next steps are that I will do anything to, like, figure out, like, okay, just tell me what direction I should look at least. But I think that me trying so hard to find what my next direction was, what my next step was, was essentially ruining the whole journey, this whole space, this whole phase that I've been in. And so I went through depression for about a week. And I went through a low space where I was just crying. And thank you for my lash check because these lashes were stuck together. <laughs> but I was just crying and I was sad and I was sulking. And I was talking to my therapist and I was like, you know, I just feel so low. I just don't know what's going on. I just feel like I'm a bum, I'm not doing anything. And she helped me to understand that sometimes when you're not feeling the best and you're feeling tired, it's because your body literally needs to rest. And so sometimes when I'm getting these lows and I'm trying to meditate, I'm trying to salt bath, I'm trying to do all these things to fix it and take the low away. I had to recognize that for a moment I had to be okay with sitting in that low because maybe my body needed it. Maybe I needed to cry because I'd been holding in emotions that I hadn't dealt with. Maybe I needed to sleep all day because I was exhausted and tired because i have been going, 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 going for five years and I haven't had a break. And I just keep looking for the next mountain to climb. So that brought me to a big realization as well. And so through this time, I think that honestly it's been a blessing because I feel like I've really connected so much more with my faith in God um, because when I did not know which way to go, there's been so many nights where I've just been praying. I was like, God, just show me the way. Please just, just something, like just at least let me have a better day tomorrow. Uh, and I found out a lot about myself. And so through this phase, one, I found out that I wasn't showing up how I wanted to show up for myself. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry to Brianna that I played a role in minimizing you to what is on the outside and not at all focusing on what's the inside. And that's a big thing for me because I think for me, you know, people saying I'm, I'm pretty and, and I appreciate that. I really do. But I think to me, the biggest compliment is when people see that how genuine I am and how good of a heart that I have. And people tell me all the time, "Oh, you know, I saw you on social media. I thought you were stuck up. And it, it's just not the case at all. Like I really, it just, I really love to have fun. I really want the best for people. And so I, again, I'm sorry to myself for minimizing my gift and my strengths and what I could have been giving to the world and playing a role in, in not showing up as that person. But not only that, I want to apologize to anybody that may not even hear this, that maybe I've played a role in them feeling insecure or maybe feeling like they had to change their authentic self to fit in with this version. Because I would never, ever, ever, ever would want to play a role in that. And so that's where I want to start there. Two, I want to say again, it's okay to not be okay sometimes. And I think that especially with social media, we're so used to seeing everybody smiling and happy and laughing and vacationing and doing all this stuff. And it's not very often, I think that at least for myself, I became numb almost to the feeling of being sad or mad. And I'm like, oh, okay, bad day. What the hell's going on? I've got to fix this. i got to do all this. But sometimes we just have fucked up days. And I think that that was a big thing, too, for me. And so it's okay to not be okay. Three, listen to your body. And this is a big component for me as well because I have been mentally, physically exhausted over the past couple of weeks. And I think that it's, I've been going so hard for so long, I wasn't listening to my body. And so now I've scheduled doctor's appointment to go get my gut health checked. I just found out that I was deficient in vitamin D3, which was leading, which also can lead to depression and fatigue and stress, which I did not know. And so just paying attention to your body and paying attention to how you can show up for your best self. But then three, I started kind of, I wanted to, I, I also created a merge between my ideal self and my authentic self. Because I think that it's not wrong to have an ideal version of yourself, the version of yourself that, you know, that meditates, that eats well, that does this. I don't think that's wrong at all. I think that you have to create a merge between the two because, you know, the ideal self is the person that, you know, you want to grow, you want to develop, you want to be a better version of you. The authentic you is that person that, you know what, does fucked up shit sometimes, that makes mistakes, that's not perfect, that sometimes needs a pick me up. And so when you merge them, you create this beautiful version of yourself that is growing and wanting to be a better version of you, that at the same time is also there in the background and wanting and making mistakes and learning from them and growing from them and sometimes taking two steps forward and two steps backwards. And that's all right because everybody's path is just that their path. And that's another thing is that when you are in the thief of comparison, it will steal your joy every time. It will steal your joy every time. So when you compare yourself to this person, this person, this person, this person, even your siblings, even your family members, it will steal your joy every single time. What is for you is for you, and it cannot be taken from you. Your path is just that, your path. And sometimes there are people that are called to walk a path that has not been walked yet. And so if you feel like you're going this direction, nobody's going with you, or you have a calling to do this and you've never seen it been done, do it. Because sometimes we need somebody to step up and take this pathway or take this route that somebody hasn't taken before. And so those were all very important factors to me. And so as I think about my next steps, I'm going to start showing up more as my authentic me and really sharing in the challenges that I'm going through because I'm not perfect by far. I cuss like a sailor, fuck, bitch, shit, that's authentic me. I laugh, I kiki, I have fun, I get depressed, I'm overweight right now, like my DMI is crazy. I think my birth control has fucked up my hormones. I don't have a job. I'm trying to figure it out. And that's just the ugly truth. I'm literally, you know, just having no color contacts for like five years. And it's the truth, but it's also, it's beautiful because it's beautiful because it's authentic me. It's beautiful because it's the shit that I'm going through right now. And so when I show up, whether it be Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, wherever, I want to show up as me, authentic me, not just what's on the outside, but also what's on the inside, because I'm truly beautiful inside and out. And I just, again, I'm just so sorry to myself, because I feel like I've done myself such a disservice from hiding this level and this, this I don't even know how to say it, This, this meat, this juicy meat that's under the skin of myself for so long. But I also think that everything happens the right place at the right time and that this was the right time for me to be delivering this message. And so, again, I am just so thankful. I really want to invite you all on this journey to come with me to figure out what the fuck I am going to do with my life because I don't know. I literally don't know. And so I'm going to be exploring that and going through that phase with you. I... You know, invite you to start showing up as your authentic self in little places. You know, have you been in a work meeting where you feel like you can't show up all the way as you because your peers are different? You know, have you been around a significant other where maybe you're holding back a side of you out of embarrassment, but to really show up as authentic you, but not only that unapologetically show up as you, because I think that that is the most beautiful thing in this world. And I'm so excited to be walking in this new journey, Uh, even though I don't know the next steps. I don't know if it's path A or path B, but I'm going to walk somewhere, goddamn, because I need to figure out where the fuck to go. And, um, but yeah, thank you. So again, this is kind of in a little bit rashé. I don't know. I'm figuring this out. This whole video and audio thing, I'm figuring it out. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm not a podcast professional. This is me being authentic and just. Living in this area where i'm at right now And so of course you guys know that I always have to share a joke And so for today's joke if i've told this one, let me know because I feel like i'm like losing um Losing track of which ones that i've told already. Okay (laughs) Why was the broom late for work? (laughs) I'm dead already. Why was the broom late for work? Because he (laughs) overswept. Okay, okay. I thought that was really funny. I really did think this was really funny. I really love jokes. They're so fucking funny. Okay. I mean What is Darth Vader's wife? Elevator. I didn't really think that one that was that funny. Um, okay, let's see. Which one I haven't told yet. I like this one. I don't know if I told this one again. Tell me if I've already told this one. Why shouldn't you trust a tree? They're shady. <laughs> I, thought I think this is so funny. I love a pun. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the What's Really Up podcast. It's your girl, Brianna Hobson. I'm signing out. And this concludes another episode of What's Really Up. I'm your host, Brianna Hobson. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for your time. As always, make sure that you like, subscribe, and comment. I also invite you to join whatsreallyup.com where you can stay up to date with our latest episodes, view any of the products that I've mentioned, and join in on community discussions. But most of all, buckle up, because I'll be talking to you again soon for another episode of What's Really Up.